Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. Things are getting weird. And they're getting weird fast. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. And everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. First, a chunk of the trailer from Matt Walsh's documentary entitled, What is a Woman? What is a woman? Can you tell me that? <laughs> well, you're at the Women's March. You must have some idea. Please, if, if one person could tell me what a woman is. You are not here for women. We ask you to leave. What is that? It could be many things to many people. Some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. I like scented candles. And I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? That's a great question. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. No. How do you know? But you're a man. I guess because I got a dick. Can a man become a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I I can't really answer that. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? Do you want to tell us what a woman is? I'm here live. I'm not a cat. Hey, no. uh, different, different video, Michael. Uh, and then it goes into much more serious ground um, in, in that he challenges very gently and in gentlemanly fashion uh, some of the uh, gender surgery, the sex change surgery industry people who get extremely hostile very, very quickly at, again, the most even-handed and gentlemanly questions about what they are espousing. It's really quite shocking. 
Uh, Matt Taibbi, of all people, who's a dyed-in-the-wool lefty on most things, but is a free speech guy and is not a radical progressive, uh, watched the movie, and he had some some bones to pick with it because he's uh, he disagrees with Matt Walsh on all sorts of stuff all the time. But he wrote a couple of things I found really, really interesting. Uh, he mentions in one scene, Walsh interviews a Tennessee-licensed marital and fer- family therapist named Gert Comfrey. Walsh reads from her website. You say... I use a combination of approaches in my therapeutic work, including anti-oppression, feminist, and narrative frameworks. I rely deeply on systems theory and the understanding that individuals are products of and in dialogue with our surroundings, including our families, broader culture, workplace, nature, and political climates. What what does that mean? Comfrey, who's game and a good sport, tries to translate. Yeah, so thinking about the modalities that I use, I'm definitely informed by, like, feminist family theory. And the idea is that we live in gendered worlds where there are certain imperatives that are placed upon us about who we are and what we do based on how we've been gendered. She goes on like this for two and a half agonizing minutes, during which time they, preferred pronoun they, them, theirs, I checked, say things like, we know now that some women have penises, right? Some men have vaginas. Walsh prods, etc. He asked that question about sex in the city. Um, and, uh, and, uh, he says, uh, am I a woman? Great question. Comfrey replies with a nod before dismounting to the surprise ending. I'm not a woman, so I can't really answer that. So Ms. Comfrey is herself, uh, uh, uh transgender or whatever. Uh, but he talks about how, um, the, the other guy said, I know I'm a man because I got a D, you know, I got a penis. Um, that if the activists really want to reach those people, they need to be able to use fairly plain language to understand or to explain rather what they're talking about. To reach that person, to change that person's mind, someone has to come up with a way to reach him in equally plain language. But the most well-meaning intellectual in the movie, Ms. Confrey, who we're just quoting, by far the most sympathetic trans advocate Walsh interviews, has a website composed in an Amazonian jungle thicket of anti-language that even I had a hard time penetrating. And not only can't answer Walsh's simple question, but ultimately declines to do so on the grounds that even a person born female or assigned to female at birth, if you like, is not qualified qualified to answer it oh so she isn't transgender she was always she's always been a woman but uh, isn't comfortable saying what one is it's just extraordinary so speaking of the uh pronouns question the libs of tiktok rolls on even though the awful taylor lorenz of the washington post tried to ruin the woman's life who ran it i think others are probably taking it over and uh here is um somebody or other do we have the name well first let's explain what neo pronouns are in 72 what are your preferred pronouns? Uh, they, them. Oh, I've never heard those before. What are they? Uh, they're what's known as neo-pronouns. What are neo-pronouns? They're basically your own custom pronouns. When no other pronouns seem to fit, you come up with your own pronouns. Anything can really be a pronoun. Oh, how do I use them? Um, it depends on the person and their pronouns. They, them follows a similar spelling to they and them. And even similar grammar rules like zer and zer. So they, them, themselves, theirs, things like that. Oh, okay. And there are other new pronouns you said? Well, yeah, because they're customizable. Anything can be a pronoun, really. Oh, I didn't realize that you can customize your own pronouns. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Well, I think if you played that for all of America, I'm thinking like 80% of people would think that was a bit. 
Yes. Yeah, I think it's time to revive the useful and informative phrase, the narcissism of small distinctions, too, which is part of being young. Neo, well, absolutely part of being young. Neo pronouns. It's, it's the, 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 to get off on a tangent, because that's what I do. The, 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 we were talking a little bit ago about how you'd like to be able to recapture the whole, the way you look at time when you're younger. I would love that. Uh, the way my kids feel about the last day of school and the upcoming summer and everything like that. I'm, I don't want to recapture the need in youth to like distinguish yourself from all of humanity. I, I, mm. I don't want to recapture that at all <laughs> because it's just, it's just, it's so draining and, and, and pointless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to hit, figure out who you are, but the process we all go through is a little embarrassing in retrospect. Uh, oh, speaking of pronouns, well, uh, young and and the well, the thing I always say, I want to be, I want to be like most people. Most people own a home. Most people are happily married. Most people have a job. Most people, you know, I want to. That's what I want to be. But when you're young, the last thing you want to be is most people. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, indeed. So, uh, young Jax, J-A-X, is going to further explain neo-pronouns for us. 73, Michael. Hi, I'm Jax, and I just came up with new neo-pronouns that combine he, him, she, her, and they, them, okay? So hear me out. They, them, theirs, okay? They, them, their, whatever you want to consider it, right? Let's take the first one, the, okay? This combines she, he, and they, right? They. That's what they said, you know? That's what they said. That's what they said. All right, go on, please. Next, we got them, right? Okay, so then we got, that's just combining them and him. Them. You know? I went to a movie with him the other night. Okay. Why are we, why are we doing that, though? Uh, because it makes you feel cool and picky, and it's the narcissism of small distinctions. No, don't call me he. Call me them. 75. Last one, theirs. Okay? It's just like theirs, but like also like hers. Theirs. That jacket's theirs. Yes, this just sounds like they, them pronouns, but with the new ultra-scientific method, we have them so they've combined he and she as well. Everybody gets you with them theirs today, yeah? Hey. Hey. Get a job. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Find something to occupy your time that isn't adolescent ideological masturbation, please. Maybe go with the regular kind. Get a job. Oh, my God. You so badly need something to do. Them need to clean the bathroom. <laughs> Them needs to go work at the McDonald's. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <sighs> I, I, I might have two kids spouting this stuff before I know it. I don't know. Oh, trust me, I think about that a bit as we're looking forward to visits. But anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Um, let's see. Is we, uh, let's see. Well, this is probably too. Uh, um, the narcissism of small differences, <clears throat> which apparently was a notion uh, co uh, cooked up by the Germans. The, the, the narcissism is declining differences. 
is the thesis that communities with adjoining territories and close relationships are especially likely to engage in feuds and mutual ridicule because of hypersensitivity to details of differentiation. Mm. I'm not sure how that enters into narcissism precisely. I'm more interested in the psychological. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't remember where I heard, first heard that, but it is, uh, it is a really good way to understand a lot of things. Yeah, here is a psychology wiki. The narcissism of small differences is, and of course, this is one of those websites that so aggressively has pop-ups and videos and bullets, it is unusable. Give me a moment to get the reader view going. Three, two, one. Still not ready. <laughs> uh, the narcissism of small differences is a term coined by Sigmund Freud in 1917, based on earlier work by a British anthropologist you'd never heard of. Uh, Crawley, in language which differs only slightly from current terminology of psychoanalysis, declares that each individual is separated from others by a taboo of personal isolation. Uh, describes the phenomenon that is precisely communities. Oh, yeah, okay, it's back to the community. So if you have a lot in common with people, the more you have in common with people, the more aggressively you must point out tiny differences to the point of absurdity. Sure. To make yourself feel special. And we all go through it. I get it. But don't ask me to take it seriously, kid. I got a job to do. <laughs> Oh, get a job. Z, Zim, Zerp, Glooby Glooby. My pronoun is Glooby Glooby. That combines glue with BB gun. Because I like to stick myself... Whatever. Shut up. God, let the grown-ups talk. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Does this really need to be a minute and a half, Michael? Is it the whole song, or should we? Are we just going to hear part of the song? I'm not sure. I haven't heard it yet. Here's here's what we're talking about here. This is a woman who played the national anthem at an Oakland A's baseball game. That's big time baseball. He uh, playing the national anthem on a well, saw. On it's a, well, it's true. There were three thousand people there. I'm sure. Uh, she's playing the national anthem on a saw. Let's hear how it sounds. It's really good. She's the best sawer I've ever heard. Yeah, she's the best saw player I have heard. Also, is there a way to the, go ahead? The the the, the playing the saw. You get to the pitch eventually, depending on how good a player you are. She's good. I mean, she's great. Yeah, that is weirdly hypnotic. It is. It's kind of making me. Uh, it's making me feel like I can see through walls. I actually got spirals going on in my eyes right now. <laughs> Cartoon hypnotized. <laughs> I kind of was actually some uh, delightful saw playing on one of my favorite albums of all time. That would be uh, Neutral Milk Hotel's "The Aeroplane Over the Sea." Really, and they play the saw on there. Now, yeah. I want to hear her end here, and then the crowd reaction, if there is any. Bump, bump, Big finish. Bump, 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 bump. You could play that on. I don't know what. Cordless drill or something. <laughs> After she plays the saw, is it at that point the scene? I've seen it. Brace yourself for this note. Ooh. 
There you go, big finish. There you go, and the 3,000 people at dozens. the... Dozens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, nice saw was, playing. Was that chick playing a saw? <laughs> <laughs> That's some damn fine saw yeah, playing. That's the best I've ever heard. Uh, so I came across this. I thought it was just uh, amusing and satisfying as hell, <laughs> which makes me a bad person, but meh. Uh, and, and I was thinking of bringing you the entire article, but good Lord, now, there are... Uh, this article in the intercept it it you know how they have the little time estimate at the top how long it'll take you to read it it was an hour whoa an hour long like internet article who, i guess who reads an article it's an hour that's that's like a book it's a chunkier day i mean and i guess i appreciate people going in depth on things but i mean i was thinking of doing what i often do print it highlight it, edit it, and, and bring it to present to y'all on the show. But it was like 70 pages. It was insane. Anyway, uh, the point of it, <clears throat> pervasive inter- internal cancel culture has convulsed many progressive groups and kept them from coherent pursuit of policy goals. A self-destruction so strong it seems almost deliberate, according to Ryan Grimm in his scorching report for The Intercept. Quote, Prolonged combat has become standard, whether the triggering event is a cataclysmic one like Charlottesville or even more prosaic like a retweet of an offensive joke by a Washington Post reporter. Here's what he's talking about. The initial event, and you got to picture you're you're a woke like uh, newspaper or a cause group like Planned Parenthood or, or an activist group of one sort or another. So... The initial event, again, whether it's a, a something that happens in the country or even a retweet or something like that, the initial event prompts a response from staff, which is met by management with a memo or a town hall. In either case, the meeting or the organization-wide message often produces its own cause for new offense, a self-reproducing cycle that sucks in more and more people in the organization who have either been offended, accused are accused of giving offense, or both, along with their colleagues who were required to pick a side. Quote, we used to want to make the world a better place, said one leader of a progressive organization. Now we just make our organizations more miserable to work at. Wow. So they are so woke, they spend all their time screeching at each other over some perceived offense. And then the response to that offense causes a new round of being offended. And then, again, as they point out, and you have to pick a side. So the slack, you know, the the intercompany, uh, intracompany uh, communications network just becomes filled with everybody fighting over this stuff because they're all so woke. The left is eating itself. Let's hope it happens, you know, soon. It reminds me of a, I heard this Henry Kissinger quote this morning on one of the cable news channels that I never, he was talking about academia, but it'd be the same sort of thing. Do you know why they're angry? They're arguing so angrily because the stakes are so low. It's, huh. it's, it's, it's a weird thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's another famous saying about that. Oh, no. It was a, a, a line from a, uh, a letter that, uh, that James Madison wrote um, that he was talking about how trivialities cause people to just go nuts. That's weird. And that's one of the reasons that the, it's so important that the Senate exists to calm everybody down. Let's take our time here because people can get whipped up so badly by trivialities. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Armstrong and Getty. These are bad guys. That is especially true. So bizarre and so grotesque. Yup. Okay. Cool. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but how can this show be on one hand sometimes so highbrow, yet be what it is the rest of the time? Come on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In there. to the night that our flag was still there. I like new interpretations. <sighs> Who was that singing the national anthem? Oh, that was Flavor Flav of Public Enemy. Yep. Was he a singer? No. Rappers no. aren't singers necessarily, are they? No, they could be, but he certainly isn't. National Anthem's tough to sing, though. Well, then if you're that bad, don't sing it at all. Mm. <laughs> that was, man, that was an attack on the U.S., on our mainland. First since the War of 1812. Perpetrated by the forces of 
Flavor Flav. I was at an event over the weekend where uh, there was a national anthem sung, and it's like, yeah, that's a tough one. You either start yes. too low or too high. Either way, it's... Boy, that was rough. Is anybody hurt? Uh, that was rough. Uh, so, uh, on a totally different topic, and we will, I believe, be playing that entire version during the One More Thing podcast. Okay, I haven't heard it. Later on today. Brace yourself. Awesome. Uh, I, I, well, one of the reasons, probably the reason, definitely the reason, I'm so passionate about the whole, how do you want to describe it, the the woke thing, the intersectionality, critical theory, queer theory thing, is not that it's a clash of opinions or policies. I think we ought to have more welfare state. I think we ought to have less welfare state. Uh, re- regulation, deregulation. No, it's, it's two completely different visions of mankind, one which I believe to be post-enlightenment, Based on data and observable science and, and, and logic and the natural rights of man, et cetera, et cetera. And the other one, which is like pre-enlightenment, um, the woke thing, where you've just got to accept it on faith and, and the oppressor is always the oppressor, the victim is always the victim. And it's very much like a cult or a set of religious beliefs. In fact, they've denied that there's anything such as the truth or scientifically provable uh, truth. There's only my truth and your truth. So in that way, it's, it's pre-enlightenment, and, and it's, it's frightening. It's like pre-civilization and post-civilization, practically. And it's my belief that the argument over the reaction to the Hamas slaughter of the Jews in Israel is a real turning point for a lot of folks on the left side of American politics, including, including moderate lefties. They saw the out there 10%, 20% of super progressive woke folks as allies. So they thought, well, they're a little nutty, but I mean, they're not like completely nuts. And then in the wake of the slaughter by Hamas, a lot of folks on the left center in American politics have realized, no, these people are crazy. And and they're as dangerous as as the talk radio lunatics have been trying to tell us they are. Anyway. Anyway. As a preface, a preface to a couple of pieces of audio, people who have discussed the the carnage in Israel and the aftermath uh, and the differing perspectives there, you have a man of the center right. Right, they'd like you to think Ron DeSantis is some sort of right wing fascist maniac, but he's clearly not. Here's what he had to say about Israel. Clip fifty. Israel is facing an enemy that wants nothing less than another Holocaust. Uh, They would eliminate Israel from the map if they could. Hamas would drive every Jew into the sea. So I think it's important for the United States, one of our strongest allies, that we stand with them publicly and privately, in word and in deed, because I think if they do anything else than uh, eliminate Hamas entirely, they're just going to face these types of attacks again in the future. Everybody's so scared to address the issue of what are the attitudes of the regular Palestinian man and woman in uh, in Gaza. Now, we don't have good polling on this, but it still seems like it should be open to discussion. Does the average Palestinian think Israel should exist or not? They elected Hamas when they had an election. Mm-hmm. So my guess is the majority of the Palestinians don't think Israel should exist at all. I think that's probably true. I How could think- that not come up in a conversation ever, though? Hurts the narrative. I hate to say that because it's become a cliche and it's not a very thorough explanation, but that's absolutely the explanation. There is a predetermined, herd adopted narrative 
for this discussion in American media. Boy, it was yesterday watching the Sunday shows. It was all just... How do we stop Israel from going too far? Are you doing enough to stop Israel from going too far? What if Israel goes too far? That was the only conversation on all of the talk shows yesterday. Here is a Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, who is what's is she the chairwoman of the DNC or she's one of your really higher ups in the Democratic Party. She is left of left, but is regularly quoted in the press as an important personage, and perhaps she is, or she is with her opinion. The United States rightly called out Russia for its siege of Ukraine, rightly called out the attacks on the power infrastructure, the refusal to provide food and water and fuel to the Ukrainians. And we have to recognize that our credibility and our authority on the moral stage is is greatly diminished if we do not also call out these uh, this siege that Israel is launching on Gaza. To call that idiotic is to underestimate it. Well, it's not idiotic, it's deliberate, but that is a bizarre comparison. Yeah, Ukraine did not attack Russia. They did not go across the border into a little town while people were asleep and murder the grandmas and babies. The Atlantic, of all places, has an absolutely brilliant essay about how wrong the uh, colonial oppressor settler narrative is about Israel and, and the Palestinians. We don't have time to get into it now, but we'll, we'll dip into that at some point in the next couple of days. But to, yeah, to compare the two is just out of control. It's, it's hard to believe somebody's saying that with a straight face. And then finally, John Kirby. We have, since almost the very beginning hours of this conflict, talked about the need to respect civilian life, talk about uh, abiding by the laws of war, uh, cautioned and urged our Israeli counterparts to be careful uh, how they conduct these operations so that they minimize civilian casualties. Hamas, on the other hand, uses civilians to hide behind. They actually put the civilians out in front. Rather than protecting civilians, they're putting civilians uh, at greater danger. Ehud Barak, the Prime Minister of Israel at the time, as brokered by Bill Clinton, gave the Palestinians what the world community was demanding they give. All sorts of autonomy and land and assurances and aid. And Yasser Arafat rejected it all. Israel's been out of Gaza for, is it 16 years now? Since 07? Um, the whole, they're colonialists, they've been occupying Gaza, is just not true. Well, and the whole, we need to have a ceasefire, we need to have a ceasefire, we need to have a ceasefire, which obviously allows Hamas to, you know, get their ducks back in a row, rearm, get prepared, figure out what your strategy is and react to it. There was a ceasefire on October 6th, and it had been for quite a few years. You stopped the ceasefire by invading Israel and murdering people. That is just, I, I can't believe that's working. And like I said, it was the topic on all the Sunday shows. What do we need to do to get a ceasefire going? So I walk in, punch a guy in the face, and I say, ceasefire, King's X, let's take a break. Let's talk this over now that I've punched you in the nose. Who, who thinks that makes sense? Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. And then you had the leaders of Hamas jumping on their version of the Sunday talk shows, I guess. Uh, Hamas meet the press saying, oh, yeah, we baited Israel into uh, going to sleep because we were trying to convince them that we we're just uh, governing. Meanwhile, we've been planning these attacks for two years, uh, Margaret. Thanks for having me on. 
And then uh, the American left, including the media, is calling, we need to have a ceasefire. That is just unbelievable. The narrative is the the king, the dictator, the almighty of the discussion in American media. It's wild to observe. Well, and I think it's going to go a lot further this week and really, really fast. Um, the, you think there's been a a, uh, a a bent toward the Palestinian people and away from Israel over the last couple of days, while this week is just going to be out of hand, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Well, and Israel, for what it's worth, has decided we need to wipe out Hamas once and for all, or we will never be safe, so that's what we're going to do. As you pointed out, again, with all due respect to the suffering of the Palestinian people, many of whom have been brought up since the cradle with the idea that Jews drink the blood of Arab of Muslim babies, that they're the source of all evil on earth. I guess you grow up like that, you might end up believing it. Um, they're humans, we're humans, etc., etc. But Israel's only choice is to wipe out Hamas, to wipe out the threat. Now it it is a different game now. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is just, it's a weird time we're living through. It will not last forever. 
Here's a high school boy says, now I'm a girl, and the idiotic Maine, that's the state of Maine, uh, Principals Association or whoever decides this sort of thing says, yes, if you declare yourself a girl, you can compete in girls' sports. And so this young man who was 172nd uh, in the district uh, last year in the uh, cross-country competition is now the fourth-ranked in the, there's something like that, yeah. Uh, the fourth-ranked competitor, that's something else. Boy, she must have been training hard since he decided that he was a girl. Uh, this person, and you know what? It's it's a minor. I'm not going to use this person's name. It's in a bunch of news accounts, but um, I, you get to be stupid and misguided as a kid. Um, but this person, first name Soren, uh, has now raced up 168 spots in the ranking, yes, Um Competed in the main festival of champions, finished fifth, uh, as uh, Soren sprinted to the finish in a time, uh, well, I don't want to give it away, uh, but listen to the tape of uh, the bystanders as this young man is finishing. Way to cheat, bro. Way to cheat, bro. Nice job, bro. <laughs> that's horrible. Well, and people uh, the on the scene... It's horrible that's, that it's happening. Oh, it is. It is. And that's uh, one high school kid taunting another. Um, you know, uh, more and more woman, young women athletes and their parents are coming out, though. That whole I'm terrified to talk about it period is over and that's great news here's one young female runner it's not fair to a female who's trained hard males are biologically faster than females with testosterone they need to run under their biological gender uh mother said men are simply larger faster and stronger than their female counterparts imagine living in a world where you have to point that out and i've seen this picture in the video it's a dude he is a very athletic looking young man but you know of course that the other side the fact that he finished fifth is an argument that, see, men are not better than women automatically. Absolutely idiotic argument. One father, a physician whose two children compete in Maine's high school cross-country uh, competition, said it was profoundly unfair. Quote, if a boy competing in a sporting event were found to be using performance-enhancing drugs, he would be disqualified due to the presumption of unfair competitive advantage. If instead the same boy chose to compete as a girl, he would not only be disqualified due to his enormous presumptive competitive advantage, he would be lauded, feted, and applauded. For the boys, it would be tragic, for it teaches them things that simply do not apply outside of the very t- narrow time and place place in which we currently reside and for the girls it's the grossest of injustices in every conceivable way because it forces them to participate in and to some extent accept something which is manifestly false they must like it or not participate in the lie which is very eloquent and that's what i've been saying for a very long time and why you can't be forced to adopt the nomenclature the the language of the left don't don't call pediatric sex trait modification gender affirming care and i was so annoyed <clears throat> i still love brett bear but last night on a special report he was talking about the 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 gal uh, the maryland woman who is the new senator from california and uh, brett dutifully using the language of the left said she is the first uh, black woman uh, uh the first black LGBTQIA plus woman to serve in the Senate. And I'm like, Brett, why the alphabet soup? Do you understand why that bowl of alphabet soup exists? 
It's so that they can group lesbians with gays and bisexuals and transgender people and queer and uh, and asexual and uh, intersex. I and the, and the plus American. all those other. Yeah, two spirit and blah, 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 all, all down the line. So that r- rhetorically they, they can say, well, we have gay rights. So, of course, we have to have transgender rights, which means they get to go into the women's bathroom and compete with women's sports. They're intentionally grouping all of those people together. Uh, LaFonza, what's her name? Is it Ellis, her last name? Oh. Um, anyway, uh, the new uh, senator from Maryland who's the senator from California. Um, she's not. Uh, she's lesbian. She's not G. She's not B. She's not Q, T, I, A, plus, minus. She's lesbian. It's an effort from the left to make us adopt their language. Butler is her name. Thank you. Um, don't do it. The same old words we've been using for a very long time are fine. They're perfectly adequate. Don't let the left reinvent language to win the argument presumptively. I mean, you get this, right? Gender-affirming care ends the argument. You're just affirming the gender that they are. No, they're not a confused adolescent like this poor kid. Delusional. He's 100% a dude. He's wearing lipstick. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. I knew there was one more. I was uh, listening to NPR before the show today to punish myself for my sins. And... uh and they were doing a report on uh, preventing HIV in black women. And they, like three-quarters of the time, it wasn't 100% of the time, which was weird, but three-quarters, 80% of the time, they said cisgender women, cis women. When it comes to pr- protecting cis women against blah, blah, blah. And I thought, that's like me going into a clothing store and having the clerk constantly refer to two-armed shirts. And we have this two-armed shirt, we have that two-armed shirt, because there's a vanishingly small population of people who have only one arm, for whatever reason. God bless you, I hope you have a happy life in spite of your handicap. Um, but the idea that you have to point out that women are cisgender women is laughable. Don't do it. Two-armed shirts. <laughs> now, you see, this two-armed sports coat is very attractive with this two-armed shirt. Why would you say that? cisgender please so the pope is calling some sort of big catholic meeting that's been anticipated for a couple of years i'm going to talk about some rules changes and there's some rumors out there that they might uh might be moving toward allowing women to be deacons or something else and uh, allowing some sort of same-sex marriages to be performed in the catholic church i don't know if those rumors are accurate or not but the Washington Post is positioning it as conservative Catholics dreading the new meeting or whatever coming up. Of course, they have to put it in some sort of negative sure. light. but As opposed right. to like embracing the fact that the Catholic Church might be modernizing their standards, they got to make it a negative story somehow. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to be bothered by that if it happens. Well, and they get to do the uh, old, uh, the other thing I heard on NPR was it's banned booked week. Or maybe it was uh, USA Today. It's banned book week and... And the banning of books is increasing. You know, here's what we have to do on the right. We'd never do it because it's repulsive. But have a book about Johnny's conservative and have that book be sexually explicit as hell, including with the illustrations, graphic illustrations of Johnny getting it on with every chick. He can get drunk or talking to sex or whatever. And then when they ban it, we get to say they're banning it because Johnny's conservative. Play their game. It's idiotic. You can't introduce porn into schools 
And then because kind of a subplot of the book is dude is gay. So they're betting it because it's gay. <laughs> don't fall for that crap, America. Yeah, don't have a moment of panic in the vestibule of logic. That's what I say. Right. Boy, when I get done reading, or I'm going to write Johnny's Conservative this afternoon, and, man, it's going to make Marines blush. <laughs> like longshoremen are going to say, oh, too much. <laughs> but we're going to get it in schools, and they better not ban our book, because Johnny's Conservative. Armstrong and Getty. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.